Mike, it's like pouring outside. Are you sure you don't want to cancel the podcast today? Oh, <laughs> you. Red, red, red. Get him stopped. Get him stopped. Welcome to Open Red, Credentials Denied. Your home for World of Outlaws and Dirt Car conversation and news. On this week's show, the World of Outlaws are coming to a gaming console near you. It's almost time for Outlaws vs. Posse Round 1. And we look ahead to a big debut at Millbridge. I'm Mike Warren, and joining me in the studio are your hosts, Nick Graziano, Chris Dolak, and Mick. <laughs> uh, so welcome back to another Open Red Credentials Denied. Um, I'm Mick, and I've got all the people with me today. Um, where do we start? We we, I mean, the sprint cars raced at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Farmer City, unfortunately, uh, succumbed to Mike Warren's weather spell. Uh, and we did not get the race in there. Um, but we did race a Devil's Bowl and, and put on a pretty good race. Um, and at, uh, Vado Speedway Park, too. And Vado. Uh, went when to we, New Mexico. Yeah. When we last left the podcast, <laughs> da, 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 we, we were talking about, I think you actually called Brad Sweet winning that night. I did. He did. Did we all say that? Hey, nope. Nick, it was how, just me. How'd that crow taste last week? Uh, well, I got him winning right, so just fine. Yep, just <laughs> yeah, didn't work out fine. on the pick night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Brad Sweet uh, wins and does Brad Sweet things and regains the point lead. Uh, that was the race that put him in the points lead, or was it? He the, was already in points he lead. Was in the lead. He okay. extended the points lead. Extended his points lead. Um, but we did see a pretty good race down there. The track was super fast at Devil's Bowl. I think Vado, the Vado race turned out to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, despite it being extremely windy there. Yeah. Well, they, that, uh, where the track sits, um, it, it's, it's really a beautiful racetrack. Yes. It's a beautiful facility and, uh, it's between, uh, Las Cruces and El Paso and down there, there's, there's not a lot to block the wind. So nope. the wind does tend to whip a little bit, but, um, it's a beautiful facility and it, uh, they had a great night. Yeah. Huge crowd for uh, what they've uh, what they're building there. So, a lot of momentum, hopefully for the track the rest of the year and um, things along those lines. But yeah, so that was good. Unfortunately, Lawton um, had everybody there, and uh, the storms rolled in. Yeah, on Friday at uh, Lawton, so that See, didn't happen. It's not just me. It's, it's not true. Just we were wondering me. Uh, where that you was were. postponed. That oh, was not canceled. Yes. Come on, <laughs> yep, yep. come on. <laughs> yep. Don't and, let logic get in the way of a good story, Nick. And then down to Devil's Bowl, where uh, I think I called Brad to win that one, but maybe not. I don't know. We would have to open up the pick sheet from last week. I That's all right. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I, I can safely say nobody picked the guy that won. Yeah. No, and shame on us because, you know, he's a pretty good racer. Yeah. Marks. Um, but uh, that team he's kind of put together at the end of last season, he came down and won at World Finals. Yeah, I, I right? don't know. Right when he got back in his own 19 car again and yeah, just took off. They've been fast ever since. Mm -hmm. He's kind of got a little uh, all-star team with him there too with uh, Heath. Yeah. He used to be on the um, Kyle Larson racing team. I forgot who else he was with. Um, And then uh, Fudd who was over with CJB. Um, He's been with a lot of teams still. Both of those guys, very experienced crew guys. Um, And obviously Brent knows what he's doing pretty well behind behind a wheel. So with the uh, with the rain out of Farmer City, we actually lost the um, the Extreme Outlaws presented by Low E. Did I get that? No. Well, no, close. That, that is the Sprint Cars. Oh. It's the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series presented by Toyota. Okay. Anyway, so we lost the, their debut, but they will be making that debut up on May twenty third, twenty fourth. Uh, at Millbridge, right down the road, so we can actually go watch that in person. That is going to be one huge night out there. It's actually not a makeup. That was that was scheduled to, okay. to be out there at Millbridge, and um, I talked with the promoters out there earlier in the week, and I they are uh, they are I'm trying to think of a word that's bigger than excited. Yeah, <laughs> but um, they are really excited uh, that they will be the inaugural race for that that. Uh, series and that event um that's the coke 600 weekend coke 600 oh, weekend. Wow. so you probably got all the nascar guys out there it is going to be one massive uh event out there and um you know as as somebody who's raced out there a bunch mm-hmm. through the years with my kid um you know we started racing out there uh 2013 i think or 2014 2013 i think it was and you know there were like three cars in our division yeah. and things like that now 
you look at, if you're watching on dirt vision on a Tuesday night, when you have these, these kids, they had, there were almost 90 carts out there with kids 13 and under racing in three different divisions. Um, and that's the Tuesday night. And then the Wednesday night, they've, they, they have the micros Then now they've got a restricted micro micro division, which is really cool. I actually <laughs> talked to my kid about getting back out there and <laughs> racing that, get off the, the pavement. But, um, what they've built out there is, uh, is really phenomenal. Uh, the, the, the atmosphere is really cool. It's a very family atmosphere, yep. but the racing's pretty intense and, uh, it's going to be pretty neat to see the, the midget series, uh, the extreme outlaw midgets, uh, presented by Toyota. Good job. Debuting out there. It's going to be one big, big, big weekend. Now I saw last week, uh, we had, you know, recent cup winner, Ross Chastain was out there running something. Daniel Suarez, Daniel was, there. Suarez was out there. Do yeah. you think that they'll run the midgets with us or what were they running? First of all, I don't know what that they were was. running. Uh, they were running micro sprints. Okay. I don't, I think 600s. Anybody know? Like I didn't see what they were running, but um, I don't know enough about the micro sprint world. Right. Um, we, we raced the, the, the outlaw carts and the wing carts and stuff out there and to see what they've, to their credit, uh, at the track, uh, they have uh, stayed ahead of the curve a little bit. Um, as the on the East Coast, at least, where the outlaw carts in the the open and intermediate ranks have kind of, I don't want to say fizzled, but if you if you have the equipment, you're out there racing it. But a lot of the people are jumping from sort of a box stock or a, a, a box stock like car right into a, a micro, and they're the kids are doing great. There's young kids, there's adults. It, it, you can have a 12 year old out there racing against Christopher Bell. Yeah. I mean, where else does that happen? Right. And, and it's not like it's, it's competitive racing. It's very it's, competitive. Yeah. It's not. Uh, and you know, the reason we're talking about this, I mean, not only can you watch every lap of Millbridge Speedway on, on dirt vision, it's in house. We do that broadcast, but that that's an important feeder series and, and part of the system of, of how we get to the world of outlaws. Those kids sure. eventually in those cars will be in hopefully in our cars or in NASCAR or somewhere else. But it's you're talking about our, our three-time champion right now and our current points leader. He started in these cars. They yeah. just in California is where they really kind of originated and worked their way East. And so Kyle Larson, Rico sweet. If you look in the cup series, Tyler Reddick, mm-hmm. These guys, that's where they started yep. in these types of cars. And now you're seeing it here and it's grown and, um, you know, you're seeing uh, the Kvapels, for example. Yep. I'll throw that one out there. The Carson and Caden, both of them, they started in that mm-hmm. stuff. Now uh, I think it's Carson's running for junior motorsports. Mm-hmm. He's winning in, mm-hmm. in late models. In late models, yep. That's where they started. And um, you're seeing – some of these kids, Brent Cruz, Gavin Bochelle, you're seeing these kids that are, they started in a beginner box stock. It was, it's a, it's a, it's a now they're running these micros and they're testing Brent Cruz, a 13 year old running a Trans Am, Trans yeah, Am series. I saw that. That's cool. I, it, it's, it's amazing. The opportunities that, that Millbridge has created, it gave it gave a uh, it gave a lot of us a place to uh, get going, mm-hmm. and then what you do with that that's really up to you. Right. But it has created the venue for a lot of these families um, to to get into racing and, and really see what your kids can do, what their right. talent level is. This isn't a, a Millbridge commercial, but like no, you but said, it's, you know they've created an environment where where it's a networking deal, right? Like yeah. a lot of the 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 parents out there are. Um, it, NASCAR crew people, they're people in racing. They're on the peripheral of racing. If you live in this area, there's a, there's a touch point with motorsports somewhere in your life. And so the, to create this path or this avenue for kids to uh, get into these cars, like you were talking about, we're, we're getting too far into our topics. We haven't even yeah, made a commercial sorry. break yet. But like you were talking about earlier, Steve Kinzer was 23 years old when he. Steve Kinzer started when he was, well, he, his first outlaw season yeah. when, when in 1978, when the outlaw started, Steve was 23 at the devil's bowl race. Yeah. Um, and he hadn't been racing very much before that. He'll tell you, he didn't really, you know, his dad raced and Steve was wrestling. Steve really didn't get, he, he wasn't racing as a five-year-old. Like right. nowadays you, right. you look out there and between a, what they call a cadet, a beginner box, these are kids 
under nine years old, every week there's, I don't know, there's close to 50 of them. Yeah. Out there racing. That's amazing. Um, so it's really cool. You know, I, I was just thinking of another name that's from out there, but in our world is Max McLaughlin. Yep. That's where Max really started racing. He was running the wing carts out there and now he's a little bit all over the place, but he's you know certainly going to take a shot at winning the super dirt car series championship yep. this year. So, well, we got a couple topics today. Uh, we've announced our uh, deal with um, iRacing to come out with a World of Outlaws console game. We'll talk about that for a little bit. Uh, Posse versus Outlaws, Brent Marks, Spencer Baston. We have some points to make about that. Uh, we are losing a member of our show. We'll talk about that and where that person's going and who that is as soon as we get back. K1 Race Gear is proud to be the official safety gear provider of the World of Outlaws. Over half the World of Outlaws competitors trust K1 Race Gear with all their safety product needs. Whether it's premium custom suits, gloves, or shoes, K1 Race Gear has you covered. Find out more at www.k1racegear.com and follow us along at, at K1 Race Gear on all social media platforms. K1 Race Gear, the racer's brand of safety gear and apparel. And we're back. Uh, so we, we played the, the funnest April Fool's non-joke I think anybody has ever played, announcing something that's been highly anticipated for a long time. The World of Outlaws will return to a console video game in partnership with iRacing and is it Monster, Monster Games. Monster Games. You guys want to talk a little bit about that? Because I don't know much so about So iRacing acquired Monster Games and um, decided to move into the game console world, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. And their first one that they're going to put out is a World of Outlaw uh, console game. This will be, uh, I think, the first one in 10 years. And uh, this, uh, this year actually marks, I think, the 20th anniversary 20th, yes. of uh, the World of Outlaws 2002 game for PlayStation 2 that everybody still loves and still talks about to this day. Yep. Um, so basically, Monster Games is taking what uh, they have done and adding iRacing technology and everything they have to make kind of a, a fun council spent car council game mm-hmm. Con- council console 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 like console. center console yeah car console playstation xbox yeah i still have a playstation too so man even i upgraded yeah no um so yeah they're gonna have that technology and just make a trying to make a cool game it's there's gonna be like your your racing mode career mode and different things like that and more will be announced as developments progress yeah I think it's cool what they're from what I've read. You know, they're bringing the the iRacing physics to a console game, which is um, this doesn't mean iRacing is going any, anywhere, and it just doesn't mean iRacing is coming to console. I don't, as a, a little bit of a gamer myself, I don't think you could ever do iRacing on a console. Yeah, it does iRacing is still going to be iRacing. This is just kind of them being able to branch out into that yep. world now, it, like or uh, a commercial right uh, product. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is the sim. Yeah, I it's, sim. I, I, it's not a video game. iRacing is a simulation. These will be games. Yes. I might finish better than last on this. Number one. <laughs> but number, t- number two, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but on the dirt side of things, this will be the actually first time you can race against the computer because I don't believe that's an option on dirt, on the sim. Right. Yeah. You're going to, for the most part, yeah, you're going to have the, the computer races that you can, it's, right. it's going to be like kind of your, uh, your uh, games that you're, used to so so one thing that will set it apart and i'm making some assumptions here because I, we don't have all the details i don't think we've hammered them all out yet so uh, a console game will generally have an economy so there's there's points that you'll win for a, completing objections or tasks um which is different from a sim a sim is qualify go race win just like real life right so there should be an economy and that you'll be able to trade parts and, and move up and, and advance your career things like that um but what console gaming really does is is um, PC gaming is expensive, which is what iRacing is, sim racing. Um, and console gaming is much more accessible to a lot of people. A lot of people already have the gaming systems there. So we're talking about a video games in the, I believe is a $60 billion industry in 2019 or something like that. When I saw the numbers, 60 billion. Um, so tapping into that for our sport, which is still very much grassroots is, uh, it's a big step in the right direction. I think it's really cool that uh, just in some of the gamer discords and stuff I'm in, there's there's people talking about it, which is awesome. Yeah, and we just uh, extended our partnership with iRacing for many years to come as well. So you'll still see 
World of Outlaws, uh, Sprint Cars, Late Models, uh, the Super Dirt Car Series, all of our dirt car brands. You'll even see uh, the Extreme Outlaws all uh, represented on the iRacing Simulation, too. Which is very cool. You know, and of course, we have our in-house dirt car esports. I wonder if uh, Jordan will launch a console version. I mean, console games are, are big in uh, esports as well. So that, that'll that be cool. More, more will not. Direct. You don't think so? He doesn't have time for that. I'll do it for him then. <laughs> I might have a better shot on that. Uh, on the on the console game? Yeah. I mean, you weren't okay, yeah, you're pretty bad in eye racing. <laughs> Did Tyler Bachman uh fire you? From your- no, I, I actually I, my last race was a win. Oh, so you retired. You went out on a high note. No, I just haven't played. It wasn't an esports win. Oh. No, no, no. It was just an official race win. <laughs> How many cars were in it? Nine. Yeah. How many finished? Six. <laughs> I led all 30 laps. Oh, you're guaranteed a top 10. At least. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm waiting for them to bring back, bring, bring back, like, you know, breakout space invaders. <laughs> yeah. That's my we, uh, pole position. Remember yeah, that? You just, yeah. just got to go to the arcade bars. That's where they have all the, the old school games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. arcade bars. That's cool. my speed. Yeah. All right. So well, maybe we can get. It'll be kind of an old game. We got to get these arcade bars to have like Woo 2002 <laughs> yeah. in the. That'd be cool. Retro. Like, it would be cool. Like how they have the Daytona USAs that you sit down and race. Yeah. We should have yeah. uh, World of Outlaws 2002 as one of those now. Um, Yeah. That'd be awesome. It could be a Chuck E. Cheese driving a World of Outlaws video. Work on that for the, the photo shoot next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just port it. You just have, they already have the machine there at the hotel. So we just need to port the game in there. So yeah, just pop the game in and yeah. And you can really get old school, all the drivers. I think you still have, uh, Donnie shots. Yeah. Donnie. Well, obviously Donnie shots. Stop calling there. Donnie shots. Old guys. Steve, you can be Steve Kinzer, Sammy Swindell. Uh, okay. I thought who, you were going in a different direction there. I'm I talking apologize. about who's actually on the game. I thought you were talking about who was still racing. That was on the game. No. Now you just call Donnie Shots old. Stop calling Donnie Shots old. He might listen to this. <laughs> anyway, uh, PA Posse versus Outlaws. Uh, we are getting ready to, to head back to Pennsylvania in a couple weeks. And we just left California where the California kids really left an impression or a dent on us. Geo with a couple wins out there and they were all very competitive. What do you guys got on the PA Posse versus Outlaws this year? Uh, I think... There's a, maybe a chance there we could finally see a little bit of competition from them. <laughs> Coming in I hot. mean, we've been waiting Come for a few years to hot. actually have a battle. Uh, it would be nice to see one again. But I think uh, with Brent Marks in their corner now, I guess back as kind of a, a PA posse oh, member, uh, that'll be some. That'll be fun to watch. But I think a little bit different situation with the PA guys versus the California guys is we haven't been out to a lot of those California tracks in a while while they've all been racing there. Sure. So they had a little bit of a leg up there. Uh, but uh, a lot of those PA guys have been racing already this year and have experience on the track and kind of know what to do and have been successful elsewhere. So I think maybe we might see some competition this year from yeah, them. I, I'm a little nervous about the Morgan cup leaving the office nice to have that trophy here but um you know I, they, those guys have already been racing at port royal they've already raced at lincoln already raced at williams grove um obviously a bunch of them were down at volusia to the start of the year and um you know right now we're kind of in, we're, we're in the midwest we're in missouri so the rivalries are more internal in the series yeah um we're, we're sort of beating on each beating each other up a little bit um you know coming out of california It'll be where, like you said, you know, Geo won a couple of races, but Corey Day showed up well. Um, you know, a bunch of those guys were were giving our giving the outlaws a hard time. Yeah. So, you know, certainly when you roll into Pennsylvania, it's already a challenge, and now you're going to roll in there with with a kind of a high level of parity in our series, and you've got some of those guys. It'll be interesting to see what they do, how they shake out, what they're, how they've got their, their equipment ready. And they're going to be, I think, uh, a load and ready for when we roll into Lincoln there. Who, who, who do you guys think uh, as far as posse goes, who is, who's the favorite this year? Who do you guys have your eye on? What was personal pick or is it? Uh, yeah, it's a personal pick. It's an opinion. I, I kind of, I've kind of taken a liking to Anthony Macri mm-hmm. a little bit over these past couple of years. I think he's ran. I mean, and we get to see him run Williams Grove when we go there in August. 
So you'd see those guys on that track. It's pretty cool. But I, I think he might be able to steal one or two wins from these guys. I mean, you never can count out Dietrich. And him, well, and, him and Gravel might be Unless they include uh, their own in-team uh, fighting with him and, was it Fred Raymer? They've been arguing about no. taking each other out or something like that. <laughs> well, that, and don't forget, Gravel and him have been, haven't exactly been uh, not talking to each other on Twitter these days. I mean, you see Brent Marks just won at Devil's Bowl. Yep. And I, and we talked a little bit earlier about, about how good he is. Um, what I'm interested to see uh, is our, so Spencer Baston, obviously an Indiana guy, running the Outlaw Tour in a, in a CJB Motorsports, which is a posse. I think they still claim that car, right? I don't know. They'll probably try to. Probably try to. <laughs> well, I, I guess <laughs> technically it was a posse car last year. Now it's back on the tour. Again. Yeah. So um, with Spencer, though, I mean, he's obviously, he's shown up. I, I he The results at the end of the night aren't necessarily there the way he's wanted. Yeah, he's but had he's some incredibly speed. bad luck. He's showed some really good So, too. you know, he, they get that stuff back and in, in we get to Pennsylvania. I, that's a guy who's who's going to be uh, in contention for sure. Um you know, in, in, in be curious to see what Donnie does when we get to Williams Grove. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's probably nobody that gets around that track any better. Um, you know, we haven't even mentioned Lance Deweese yet. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's good point. You know, so it will be challenging and it will be must see viewing mm-hmm. or must see attending wherever you are. Must, yeah, must, must be there. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You look at, Versus California is more kind of the smaller bullring tracks where you get the Pennsylvania. That's more of the the high speed half mile. So like Brent Marks just dominating Devil's Bowl a half mile there. So, you know, he'll be fast. Donnie Schatz finished second. So, you know, he'll be fast. Uh, I think those guys that are good on the big fast tracks are going to really show up and perform well. And Spencer Basin obviously won at Port Royal last year with CJB. So, yeah, I think bringing him out there again is might be dangerous. Yeah. I, 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 Personally, I love the atmosphere, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. It, when, when, no matter where you're at, there, the, the atmosphere uh, of the event is special. It's unique, mm-hmm. um, and um, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. The, the one of the first few times I went out there and had a twelve year olds yelling at me about how the outlaws <laughs> yeah, suck. Yeah, I turned around. I'm like. Like twelve. <laughs> so last year I went to um, I went to Lincoln Speedway. It was the first time I'd ever been to a Pennsylvania track, and I was wearing my World Outlaws gear, get up, whatever. And I went to the infield, which was like the wrong choice. I was just wandering around, kind of like I do, and I got heckled and almost like, almost bullied. Like you can't you can't stand here. This is where you know, I and I loved it. I was like, this is intense. This is like college football rivalry stuff. Like this is. This is so awesome, and it sucked that I was, you know, the bad guy, but whatever. I think it was my first year at Williams Grove. It was the night, I think, Lance DeWeese won or something like that, and one of the officials came over and said, more specific. Yeah, 2019, I think. <laughs> well, he hasn't won there in a while with us, so. Sure. Um, I think one of the officials was like, you might want to take your shirt off. I'm <laughs> not going to like you very much. <laughs> I love it. I think the first time I went to Lincoln, there was a, there was like a Brian Monteith uh, a bed sheet in the trees right next to the entranceway to the track. <laughs> it was, it was, it was like, Ooh, okay. This is different. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's unique in all of motorsports. I mean, we're in, we're in a unique position where we are a touring series that is upper echelon motorsports, but we also let the local guys race with us, you know? So, but it just seems so unique to me that the whole PA posse and outlaws thing that, um, Nixie yawning. Yeah, sorry. So we were ready, ready to get to the rest of the the big news. Sure, whenever. Okay. So Mike Mike has canceled Nick Graziano. <laughs> Credentials <laughs> denied. Yep, Mr. Graziano. After uh, what you've been here three years now, A little over three. Same. I mean, basically started the same time I did. I think it was January 2019. Like maybe just a couple days before having to go out to yep. Lucia. Yep. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Hop in my truck. Yeah. We're going south. That's pretty much what's going to happen when I start the next place, too. <laughs> <laughs> Before you get into your... I remember our first first ride down there was you, me, and Christina in oh, our yeah. car. And I and I thought that you knew Christina ahead of time. So mm-hmm. we were making all these really lewd, rude jokes about things that we'd see on the road. And, and Nick's in the back 
Like I had, I thought that you guys were like long friends. Like, I could you could have been so offended by some of the things <laughs> we were saying. We got really lucky that you weren't. But uh, no, you're you're uh, moving on up, moving on now. Why don't you talk a little bit about what you're gonna go do? Uh, going to go work at IndyCar as their PR manager. They race under. <laughs> No, but they race in the winter rains. Oh, I <laughs> uh, set that one up. <laughs> they, they also don't have fenders, so you're staying in the open wheel. Yeah, still world. in open wheel world. Uh, fenders and wing, no fenders and wings. That's pretty exciting, and uh, it's you know it's sort of just what happens in this sport. Um, people move around. There's usually a pretty high turnover, so three year stay here has been uh, pretty cool, and it's been cool to work with you and, and see all the things we can do. I'm sure Chris has a lot to say about you leaving. <laughs> well, <Wow. laughs> I might want to say that for the last. Yeah, one. there's a lot of you don't have enough bleeps in the thing for. That. <laughs> 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 no, we're 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 really excited, and uh, I mean, I, I grew up really more of an IndyCar guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my first big race that I remember going to was was Bobby Unser's win in '81 over Mario at, at Indy. Oh yeah, uh, I was 10 years old, and I can remember everything about that day. Um. I mean, to the point that I even told Bobby this later, later on, I thought he was waving to me every lap. Like, <laughs> we, we had front row seats. We were like right behind the flag stand. My dad somehow wrangled those tickets up. And uh, as a 10 year old watching cars come by you at that speed yeah. and, and Bobby Unser was on the pole. So I always, uh, you know, he was signaling pit crew and whatnot signaling. But as a 10 year old, I, I swear I waved to him every lap and I swore he was waving back to me. But yeah, that was a funny story to share with him later on in life. He looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> But uh, that was fine. It was pretty cool to to go back and and do that. But as somebody who's been around, you know, been around IndyCar back in my newspaper days and things like that, covering Ganassi and and stuff like that, uh, I'm I'm excited for Nick. I think he's going to do great things over there, and uh, um, it's a tremendous opportunity. And and uh, um, you know, we're 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 happy for him. Nick, are you going to? Talk IRL into putting dirt on uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway so we can. Oh, run there the is case. a dirt track there. Oh, already. there is. There, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yep. It's not IRL. This is the second <laughs> it's, time it's we've IndyCar. had to tell you this this week. But uh, all caps too. It's not Indy Racing League anymore. No, no. it's IndyCar. Huh? NTT IndyCar series. And there's no cart either. Okay, what happened to cart? No, it's all caps now. Oh, all caps. And that's when I. So I that's, like NASCAR? that's when the email came out. I said, oh, they they wrote IndyCar wrong. <laughs> that's my bad <laughs> it was still cart when I was doing it oh those were man those were good days sorry I, think I might have just got Nick in trouble <laughs> you said it not him <laughs> they don't know what dirt is yet they you will teach them they'll find out soon enough hopefully it lasts longer than uh, Steve Kinzer Stinton at Indy Oof. Hey. Wow. That was literally the first time I met Steve was at Indy. Oh, uh, yeah. Not at a dirt track. I, we, I met him again. Well, I covered him again at uh, LaSalle like three months later, two or two months later. I guess it would have been like July. But that was the first time I met Steve was actually at the 97, Indy 500. He finished 14th. It yeah. was cold as heck that day too. Um, wind was whipping. So you could say Steve and you have had some uh, moments together. To say Steve and least. I? Well, yeah, Steve had, and I. We've had a few. Yes. Yeah. But th- that was, I mean, when I thought back, so um, I know we're rambling. We're sort of off topic, but I think that this, that's what this, <laughs> that's is. What this show is. <laughs> so Steve was um, being inducted into the National Motorsports Association, NMPA, Hall of Fame uh, over the winter. And uh, he was not able to come down, and they were looking for somebody to go over there. It was at uh, Hendrick Motorsports, which is from where we're recording, just a stone's throw down the road here. So um, they asked if I would go over there. And uh, so it, it got me thinking about things through the years that that uh, I've done with Steve and uh, uh, a, a genuine guy, really cool. The whole family, I mean, their whole family. Yeah. If you go out, I mean, you meet, meet Craig at the track now, it's, you know, there's not a nicer guy in the pit area. But um, being able to to get to be around him, um, knowing what Indy that Indy race meant to him, and uh, um, when you go, you know, having having the opportunity to do some of the things that we've done and, and go over to his house and um, you know he has all the trophies and all these things that he's acquired through the years with six hundred plus outlaw wins, not to mention all the other stuff he's done, uh, an IROC win, yep, um, and uh, but. In, in his house, uh, you know, 
Kings Royals trophy, Kings Royal trophies are there and Knoxville nationals trophies are there, but he has these pictures and he has pictures of himself with Dale Earnhardt senior and Al Unser junior and um, Jeff Gordon and things like that. And it, it, those, you look at the, you know, we all talk about Steve's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. He, his eyes will give you the, is he in a, in a good mood or is he in a bad mood? You, just, you can tell by looking at his eyes, right? And you see the sparkle in his eyes when he's talking about his experience with those guys when he ran the IROC series. Right. And, and what it meant to be included. Him and Lasoski were part of that. And uh, what it meant to be included in that uh, group of, of racers. And you, you'll hear some of the guys that have participated in that. And, it's, and, and they are trying to kind of, shouldn't say they're trying to recreate it, but there's certainly some commonalities between that and the SRX deal that's yep. going on now. But yep. um, anyway, uh, but the, the Indy, how Indy ties into, you know, back then what that meant to a sprint car racer to be able to go up and race at Indianapolis, whether it was, you know, Brian Clausen, the most recent one to really, yep. really find that success, I think. Um, but you listen to Ken Schrader. If you, we've heard probably Ken Schrader on other podcasts and Kenny Schrader talking about the steps and how, how that worked and how things went from racing, like racing at Terre Haute, same night that you're trying to qualify for the Indy 500. It's, <laughs> right. That stuff is, those stories are legendary. It's, it's incredible to listen to these guys. And, and if you, you know, we've all, we've all been, been on both sides of, of that fence, whether you were at the dirt track or whether you at the at Indianapolis um, to, to understand what it means to those guys, um, you know, what Indianapolis means to Tony Stewart. Yeah. What that means when, when to, for him to win the the championship there, I know he, he really wanted to win uh, an Indy 500 and I still wouldn't put it past him at some point to go and attempt that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, but getting back to Steve and, and um, uh, when I was thinking back on that uh, to, to give that speech and I was thinking back to the first time I had met him and I was like, you know, that's kind of weird. First time I met him was actually not at a dirt track. Yeah. It was at Indianapolis. And, uh, and then thinking about what he accomplished that day. Yeah. And he had a good car and he was running 14th and had some misfortune at the end, but it's nothing to shake a stick at 14th at the Indy 500. <laughs> no, nice. not at all. Not I was just joking. All. I thought actually it's really cool that he did do that. That's, oh yeah. 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 Um, and it, you know, it means a lot to him. He's got the pictures. You, you, you see those types of things. Yeah, I think for a lot of those guys, it's sort of validation. Um, you know, like we are, we are still grassroots, and and to be sort of recognized by upper echelon motorsports is, um, you know, if you're a career race car driver, I don't think it gets much better than that, really. So, say we're gonna field uh, IndyCar in the 500 this year. What sprint car driver do you think could hop in and do well? Well, Kyle Larson clearly. <laughs> Our sprint car drivers. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, He'll probably run it eventually. I think shots. I think Donnie ran. I should know this. Um, I think he actually ran some silver crown stuff. Um, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I remember him running some silver crown stuff. I would lean towards Macedo. I think. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. Shel- Sheldon. He first came to mind by. I fear he'd be a little too reckless. In that, one of those that's cars. why I wouldn't put Shelton. In one. <laughs> <laughs> I love the kid, but those cars are very unforgiving. Um, I, I, so I, shots might be your guy there because you need something that's consistent. I would say Brad. Yeah, I, I mean, I think someone who'd probably obvious. be smart with the car yeah. and probably understand. Very yeah, very calculated. Where to push it? I mean, he's obviously Brad's got some cup experience or some NASCAR experience. Yeah, right. Um. But, you know, level-headed, um, not saying that other guys aren't, but I'm, and obviously, you know, you're picking the three-time champion. Yeah. Um, so not really going on a limb, but you know who, uh, thinking back through through the years, somebody who would have, I, I think, had some opportunities, um, I don't know if they were in the best car, but Lucas Wolf. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got one outlaw win. But uh, I remember going over to his shop in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, and he he had posters all over the garage of like, F1 cars. <laughs> yeah, you know that was that was what 
that was his, there was a passion there from that. And he had, I think he had a couple opportunities and in some indie light stuff at that point or whatever they called it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Indie light still. Indie light still. Yeah. I don't, I mean, um, so I don't remember where, how that all shook out. I know he had some opportunities and I know that was kind of a, a bit of a passion of his. So, but think of that, that kind of a mentality. He was always very calm, cool. Um, you know, he's not a sprint car guy, but he doesn't run fenders. I think Nick Hoffman would be pretty damn good in one. He's a cerebral driver like that. He's consistent. Well, if we want to branch out, man. Ashton you Winger. Brandon, Brandon <laughs> Shepard. Well, uh, actually, I, actually, Josh Richards. Yeah, I was just going to say. Josh. Josh yeah. probably would be the. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've seen Indy cars on lots of different types of tracks. Um, and I will say the, the, there are times where you just stop and watch like in our, in our business. So we're, you know, we're always taking notes mm-hmm. or taking pictures or you're doing whatever. Right. And there are times where you just, you just have to stop and watch it because it's so incredible. And, um, it was at Joliet Chicagoland Speedway and it was, uh, it was Elio Castro Nevis, Gilles de Ferrin, and uh, shoot, there was a third one. And, and now it's going to bother me that I can't remember who the third one was. <laughs> but the show that they put on at 200 miles an hour yeah. or whatever the ridiculous speed is that they were going on Chicago a mile and a half. They were probably 220 up yeah. there. You could see the smoke coming off the wheel, the, the wheels, the tires when they were bumping each other. In the it's corner. A, it's insane. I, I, I just, I was like, that can't happen again. And it happened again. And I'm like, yeah. that can't happen again. It happened again. Lap after lap after lap. Three wide through the corner and hit 200 whatever miles an hour. And you just. Was that the year that, because Jill DeFerrin and uh, Elio were teammates, right? For a little bit at yep, Ganassi. At Penske. Or Penske. Were yep. they teammates then? They're uh, they must have been. Yeah, I would think. Because that would have been the time frame I was covering it. Yep. Um, yeah. DeFerrin was one of my favorites. DeFerrin won the, uh, he got Penske as 100th win at Nazareth. And, uh, I, they passed out to everybody in the media, the post-race press conference. Everybody got a hat, said 100 on it. Arl Burrow on the side. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had crew guys trying to exchange, um, crew shirts for the hat. They wanted to, they wanted one of the hats. They really? Give me a crew shirt. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. You still have it? Oh yeah, probably worth some bucks now. Yeah, it's it's worth whatever you want to. I mean, heck, that could be a topic of, like, what what do you have memorabilia wise that we talk about? What 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 do people want to hear about on this show? Right, just different things you've collected through the years. I've got a. Maybe I shouldn't admit that I have it because I don't think I'm supposed to, but I have a shots three hundredth win hat that I'm bringing with me for sure. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple from. I've got one from his first championship. 2006. That was a really unique season. Obviously, there was a lot going on outside of off the track back in at the end of 05, 06. A lot of uh, division at that time, and uh, being, being somewhat in the in the middle of it was was interesting. But uh, uh, to see Donnie win that championship, knowing what he put into it, and and I mean that was the first of ten. So right, um, that was pretty cool to see that. But yeah, that was that was a heck of a season. Well, mine mine's NASCAR related, and it's actually it's actually pretty funny. So for those that don't know, my mom works at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So I do now. Well, I told you that. <laughs> you already knew that. Did she get tickets? They didn't. Uh, I may or I may. Look, take we get credentials. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know where you can sneak in. <laughs> uh, that's good. But so the Roval, I believe, was 2019. Was the first year. Yeah. Of the Roval. Okay. Clearly, all of us were in in the North when that happened. Yep. So. I text her earlier in the week and I say, hey, if the 18 Kyle Busch wrecks in your corner, I'm blaming you. So, of course, in the first practice session, that happens. She and a bunch of other people got in together to raffle off a fender from that car that I have. Really? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Wait, how'd you win the raffle? 
Well, they won the raffle and sent it. It came back oh, up for me. For I thought Christmas. maybe your mom set up a raffle and then rigged it so you, that you could get stuff. Well, they put a lot of money into it so <laughs> I could get the Kyle Bush thing. <laughs> now I understand. Man, That's the be. cover, the cover story. I don't keep anything. Like, I don't have any memorabilia. Other, other than that, I don't because I have a ton of hats, but yeah. really I don't because, you I know, use, the memories of the race to me are more fun. Yeah, yeah. I used to keep hats. Like, I'd keep every win hat or pole hat from Bubba's stuff back in the day. But I've, I've got par- parses, Pete's pieces, the wings and stuff for my kid's car yeah. as he was moving up through in the, the year he won the championship. We've got all the, the hood, the tail tank with all the wind stickers on it. That's, that's pretty that's cool. kind of cool. That's cool. But I, the probably the the oddest thing, uh, at least racing wise, as I'm just sitting here trying to think, I do have in my office a Tupperware container of the dirt with confetti from the front stretch at Syracuse. The last race that's pretty cool yeah so I, that's uh, not weird at all that's that's awesome. pretty cool that's, um does that's, jeff know you have that i don't know there, <laughs> there was we were actually selling jars of of the dirt but it was like the i don't know where somewhere in the track they pulled up some dirt but it uh-huh. looks like dirt it looks like it looks like topsoil sure could be from anywhere yeah i mean it's it, it's in a nice jar and it's uh-huh. labeled you know all that for the finale at the fairgrounds but um i you know i i don't know why i thought to do that um, but I had it in like a garbage bag or something that I had found in the infield media center. And, uh, I, I, I basically, uh, took like a screwdriver or something and just like chopped Chunked up, up right where victory lane was on the, on the front stretch there in front of the stage and, uh, chopped up a bunch of it and uh, brought it back in my truck. And I think Matt Yoakum wanted some, I got some for Matt Yoakum. Um, I have some. It's just been in a Tupperware container. It's like I saw it when we were. Your wife doesn't want the Tupperware back. Uh, no, not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it still has the confetti from from Victory Lane and uh, and in like these hard chunks of clay. Ever wonder what drivers use when they're working at the track? Our good friends from DirtCarLifts.com provide the perfect setup in the pits. Catch both our World of Outlaws case construction equipment late models and World of Outlaws NOS energy drink sprint car teams using them throughout the season. That's DirtCarLifts.com. So, time for picks. Uh, I don't have last week's in front of us, but pretty much weather won last week's picks. You're well, welcome. I'm going to say, I don't think any of us... Nobody picked Brent Marks. Yeah, yeah nobody picked, picked Brent Marks, so nobody got points. No. Shame on us for that. That's pretty horrible oversight. So, well... Uh, we have the Extreme Outlaw Sprint Cars presented by Low E. Did I say that right? There we go. Yeah. Uh, both, they, they are with the uh, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series this week at US 36 Lake Ozark. So we'll pick on those because lay models aren't racing because Mike needs more beauty sleep. Mike, US 36 Sprint Cars, who you got? All right. I'm going to, I need to start making up points here as I'm down by one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all down, down by, by one. one. <laughs> That's pretty bad two months into the season. I just want to point that out. I have um, a hypothetical point with my Brad pick. You should get a point for, for Brad, but we'll give him I, one. We'll give I'm him not going to be around much longer yeah. anyway. Well, it's yeah, not going to matter. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to lose take, a lot. I'm going to take the 10-time champ. I'm going to say Donnie Schatz wins at US 36. All right. Oh, you got a Lake, Lake Ozark. I'm going to go James McFadden on night two. Nick, who you got? I'm going to go with Carson Macedo at US 36 and Brad Sweet at Lake Ozark. This brings us to me. I'm going to f- just flip that and do Brad Sweet at 36 and um, Macedo at Lake Ozark. Was it 36 where, I think it was 36 where Sheldon like passed him in the very last corner and oh. got the win? Was it last year? Last year, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to take Sheldon at US 36. That's his type of track. I saw, and I don't remember, um, I don't remember which year. It might have been 2006. I think it was the first time I was there. Paul McMahon laid down. He was in the 20 car, the Bass Pro car, mm-hmm. uh, the TSR car. He laid down a nine sub 10 second lap. Holy cow! I remember that very vividly. Like we all went, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> he just did a nine second lap. Um. And at uh, Lake Ozark, I weigh these things very carefully. Yeah. And then I'll why be wrong. Are, why are the I don't points wanna, I don't want to mess with I thought we were tied. Oh, yeah. You and I are tied. Yeah. Well, well Nick should get that point for Brad. That was a good Again, call. after next week, does not matter. Does not matter. You know, going forward. 
Uh, I still got another. You can still do call-in picks. It's not like you disappear from the face of the planet. It's sort of like Marvel. You're still in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) it's the multiverse it's the multi yeah yeah, yeah. strange supreme <laughs> favorite you know i'm gonna take donnie I, I, good pick um you know i back in the day i used to actually bring a camera to the racetrack too and lake ozark or uh you know as a photographer i make a i make a, a decent writer um but there was something about Lake Ozark turns three and four that I got some really cool pictures. And Donnie was one of them. Um, Tim Schaefer was driving the Casey's car at the time. Uh, just guys with the car, the way the track was, the banking, the, the guys were kind of sideways in the corner and the was cranking you. They're almost, yeah, yeah. almost uh, doing wheelies coming out of there. Um, I, I it's one of those places I think for like the rest of that year, I use pictures all from that one racetrack, all from like the hot lap session, <laughs> but cool stuff. No. All right. That's, that's um, none of us are all that educated on the extreme outlaw sprint cars presented by low E insulation. Almost a low T that's a different, yeah, that's I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> so we have the points uh, up here to go off of. And I guess that's kind of all we got. So question, all, well, we got one driver doing double duty. Double duty. Correct. But question I have. So since this is, or no, it's two different tracks. I'll shut up. I thought they were the same track, even though they're with it. Wow. You first forget I opened my mouth. It is one. Missouri. They are in Missouri. They're, it's in the same state. Yes. Two days. Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Yeah. We have a womp, womp, womp. Okay. No, we have a well, shot. All right. Though. I'll make the two picks. I'm going to say CJ Leary continues his streak of good runs, and he's going to win on night one. Night. To go out on a limb there. I know, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, I just... need points. You can take and Robert Ballou too? No, I'm not. Okay. On night two, you mentioned something about double duty. Oh, yeah. The macho man, Brady Bacon. It's, he's the macho man? Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, Mike was a wrestler. Yeah. I used to I used to do that during Macho, man. for the before the sportsman races at Albany Saratoga I would I would go oh yeah oh, into yeah. the microphone. How about Stone Cold Steve Austin making a return this what? last week? Yeah, is he yeah. running the Outlaws? He is. He's he's, he's doing <laughs> he's doing double duty too. I'd pick him. <laughs> I want him in the work area. Nick Graziano, who do you have? Um, I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say well. I think I'm picking Buddy Kofoid for like Ozark. Mm-hmm. US 36. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to with a K. I'm trying to pick. I'll change it later. Uh, I am looking at the, what w- to watch for. Walker's That's what advice. I did. What a coincidence. Walker's advice. Oh, you guys are much more smart than I am. You're more I'm, smarter. I'm going to go Brady Bacon at US 36. Nice pick. Oh, wait. Oh. Do I have these backwards? Apparently. Oh, yeah. You did do that backwards. Oh. So this is going to be Bacon. Let me enter these into the tabulation machine that we have here at World Racing Group. Who was your other pick? Buddy. Buddy Kofoid. I don't know if you saw the little uh, social video they did at KBM. Apparently, he's driving the, the truck race at Bristol. That was a pretty good video. I did trying not to copy like uh, Buddy the Elf. That was funny. That's pretty cool. Oh, so it's me. Um, let's see. One, two, three, fourth in points is... Um, no, let, let's go. Uh, you already took Brady Bacon at 36, so I'm going to take Cockerman... Um, 36, Shane Cockrum. Is he, do we know these guys all running? This could be the flaw in this whole thing, but we're going to go with it. We're going to. Why you should read the what to watch for before we make picks. I don't have time to read. I'm doing things. <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> you you could have wrote the whole name. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to. Um, I'm going to take them both nights. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Shane Cockrum <laughs> both nights. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and now to Chris Dolak for the final two picks. I can't even believe I got to follow that. Um, I was just looking to see. I wanted to see if Carson Short was going to do double as well. Right? I think right now we just have Brady Bacon um, doing both. Um, I mean, Carson Short. Sorry, I'm whistling into the mic as I'm thinking. I, I'm going to take Carson Short. Um, for US 36 on the strength of his uh, outlaw win at Hobstock. 
And, um, hmm. You know, I don't know if it's confirmed if he's doing it or not, but we, we heard the rumor that Bill Rills might break out the non-wing again. Yeah. And race with us, which I, I don't want to. I would I, actually pick Bill If he's going to do that, I would pick him, but I don't yeah. know if he's actually going to do it or not. Well, I didn't realize that I was going to pick Pittman, too, and then find <laughs> out afterward that he was actually running the car. We knew. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up there. He I kinda, told you you could. He kind of did very yeah, nicely in did. a way. I should, I should have just asked Darren. Uh, all right. I'm going to take uh, uh, Timez. At uh, just just for the victory lane, that's fair presentation. That's fair. That was yeah, spectacular. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty. That good. was so exciting. I think the <clears throat> fans at Volusia they kind of didn't know how to accept. They that. They didn't know how to do. Like, you it was could like this guy is. Why is this guy so excited? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was late model week too, right? Yes. So they're like, yeah. Wait, people are. He's excited. That victory was, lane. That was pretty cool, actually. I dug it. Yeah, me too. Well, division schedule. Dervis, can you read that from there, Mike? Yes, I can. Weekly racing at Millbridge on Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. Start then on Friday night. We have the World of Outlaws, Not Centers, Drink, Sprint Cars, and Extreme Outlaw Sprint Series presented by Low E Insulation at US 36 Raceway. Then it'll be weekly racing at Williams Grove also on hand. Then the Extreme Outlaws and the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars will do it again on Saturday along with Volusia Speedway Park. And we'll finish things off with Tuesday racing at Millbridge if... Nobody cancels them. I'm kidding. They won't cancel. It never I rains in North Carolina this time of year. Oh, you can't cancel I Millbridge. I can't do it. No. I don't oh, think there's true. anything for you to cancel this weekend. That's right. That's true. It should be good. The world is free of, of Mike uh, Mike's wrath this weekend. That is correct. All right. Thank you uh, once again for joining us. We'll be back next week with more exciting insight and stories and news and notes and all kinds of fantastic things. I think Mike will be getting closer to an event that he can cancel, and Nick will be clo- getting closer to his departure. Ciao. See you next week. Bye.